Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. God is good. Yes, he is. Amen. And while you remain standing, I want to read one verse of scripture in Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, verse number 10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. The Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Let's praise Him. Thank you, Lord. God, we give you praise for all of your many blessings. We give you praise for your word that constantly reminds us of all of your goodness and all your promises and all of the reason why we're doing what we're doing, Lord. God, have your way. Anoint your word to our hearts and minds and bless your people today. In Jesus' name, and everybody say, Amen. Clap your hands and you may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, lost and found. Lost and found. You know, in Japan, the lost and found property system actually dates back to 718 A.D. But the first modern lost and found office was organized in Paris, France in about 1805, and it was by order of Napoleon himself. But it wasn't until 1893 that that office organized efforts to actively track down the owners of lost items. And today, we you know, we're familiar, you know, because I, if you're like me, uh, I lose stuff. You know, you lose your phone, you're this or that, and, and there's lost and founds all over the place at stores and schools, amusement parks and airports and train and bus stations and museums and sports stadiums and theaters and restaurants and pretty much every place has a lost and found. And uh, one thing that's pretty common about all of them uh, because of space and, and all that kind of stuff is after a period of time, uh, most lost and founds will sell or donate or discard the lost items that are not claimed. Amen. Now, I have visited many lost and founds in my day. Amen. And the only reason I did it was because I realized I had lost something. Otherwise, I would not even be thinking about it. I would not even be uh, searching for this item or going to find out where I might have lost it. And our text verse lets us know that the primary reason for God to come to earth in the form of a man Amen, was to seek and to save that which was lost. Amen. You see, someone may be lost, but if they don't think they're lost, then they will not do what it takes to be found. Amen. And that's the important thing that we've got to understand as people for our own salvation and also for the salvation of others. Amen. People will only... Uh, seek after to be found if they realize they're in a lost condition. And that takes us to the parables 
of the in Luke chapter 15 of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. Amen. The sheep, he was lost, and he knew he was lost, but he did not know how to get home. He did not know how to be found. All he could do, maybe he was in a ditch somewhere and, and he couldn't get up and, and he, he was just making a bunch of noise, which really was attracting all of the predators as the sun might have gone down. Amen. And so in those cases, the shepherd had to go leave the 99 in the sheepfold and go searching after that sheep because he knew the sheep was lost and he knew the sheep knew he was lost, but the sheep couldn't come back on his own. People like the lost sheep need to be searched for. They need to be sought after. Amen. Like that, like that lost and found office. They got to the place where they would seek after the people's lost items and try to track them down and not wait for them to come and claim it. Amen. That's what the shepherd did. He would go searching and calling. Amen. For the lost sheep. The person that's lost and that knows he's or she is lost. They, they have a good chance of being found and saved because their heart is open and they're ready for God's salvation because they know they're lost and they're crying out for help and they need somebody to come by, amen, and help them on their feet and point them in the right direction. And then you have the lost son, or we call him the prodigal son. He was lost and he knew he was lost, but he chose not to be found. He purposely did not want to be found. He purposely just went a long way off and hid himself away from the, his, his home country. Amen. But uh, he chose not to be found until the circumstances in his life caused him to have a change of heart. He had to come to himself. He had to come to his senses and make the first move toward his father before he could be found and restored. Amen. People like the prodigal son are what we refer to as backsliders. Amen. They once enjoyed all the blessings and benefits of the father's house, but decided for some reason, amen, to walk away from it, squander all the riches and treasures God had given them. Amen. They are more difficult to find than the lost sheep because though they know they're lost, they don't want to be found. They're hiding. Amen. In plain sight and, and trying to stay away. Amen. They, they want to stay that way for the, for whatever reason, but they need to come to their senses. They need to make the first move back to God and he will receive them with open arms because when the prodigal son, when he found his way and he started back to his father's house and when his father saw that he had a change of heart. He didn't wait for him to come all the way to the house. The father ran down the road and met him and grabbed him and put his arms around him and kissed him and received him and acted like everything was okay. Praise God. And so the, the backslider, he's got to make the first move back. 
And God will receive him with open arms full of forgiveness. And we need to, to love backsliders. And we need to pray for backsliders. Amen. For God to deal with them. You see, I know a lot of backsliders. Amen. But you know why I don't go and actively start talking to them all the time about Jesus? Because they know. And it's only going to make them mad because they are not ready. They haven't come to their senses yet. They need to come to their senses. But you know how we can help in those situations amen we pray for them we fast amen and when we come in contact with them we love them and we don't shun them like some plague like oh you're a backslider oh no we gotta love them amen but that coin that lost coin just mentioned last week amen that's that's a difficult one the coin was lost and did not know it was lost, and it was lost in the house. And the, it was a valuable coin, and the woman of the house grabbed a broom and lit a lamp and started moving furniture and diligently searched until she found the coin. And of the, all three of these types of lostness, I had to look that up to see if that was really a word, lostness. Amen, and it is, praise God. Of all three of these types of lostness, the coin represents the one that is the hardest to find sometimes and recover. Amen. Because you see, amen, the coin was lost in the house. The sheep was lost outside the, the fold. Amen. The prodigal sons are lost outside the father's house. But the coin is lost in the house. The coin doesn't even know it's lost. And it's in the house. It's in a place of safety. It's in a place of salvation. It's in a place of perfect peace. Amen. But it doesn't even realize it because it doesn't know it's lost. Amen. But you know what? The coin has to be sought after also. Amen. And the woman represents, amen, the preacher or the one with the word of God. Amen. And that in the light, she lit the light, which is the spirit of God. And she grabbed the broom, amen, which is the word of God. And she started moving the couch and the furniture and the chairs and the footstools all around and looking around for that coin. Amen. And some people, they come to the house of God and they don't even realize amen just because they're in the house physically doesn't mean they're found amen they might be lost but they're coming in here or somehow somewhere God help us amen we gotta know we're found we gotta know we're saved we gotta have an assurance praise God oh hallelujah I got to know. Amen. I, I got to have confidence. When I'm born again of the water and spirit, I'll know it. When I'm in right standing with God, I'll know it. Amen. John 3.17, for God sent His Son into the world. Amen. God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. He did not come to condemn the world, but He came to save the world. Praise God. Amen. And that's what our job is. We're not here to condemn either. We're not. We're, we're people that came out of the world into, out of darkness into His marvelous light. We were part of that world and we're still physically part of that world, but spiritually we're not part of that world. We're in the world, but we're not of the world. Amen. The boat is on the ocean, but we're not sinking down and getting wet with the world's water. Praise God. But we're on the ocean. We're on the, we're in the world. 
and we're moving about trying to be a beacon of light, a lighthouse of truth. He did not come to condemn the world, but to save it. But you know what, folks? He cannot save somebody who doesn't think they need to be saved. Amen. You, people wonder, uh, and you, we might scratch our head like, why isn't more people wanting to get a hold of this? Amen. Why doesn't more people, when they hear the word or when they come across this or that or someone tells them something, it's because they don't think they're lost. He can't save somebody who doesn't want to be saved. Jesus alluded to some of these principles and facts. In Matthew 15, he said, verse 12, then his disciples came and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? And he said, let them alone. Verse 14, they are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into the ditch. Amen. When you can't see, amen. The Bible says, you know how you see the kingdom of God? You must be born again. Amen. Praise God. We got to be born again of the water and the spirit. That's how we start seeing things. Seeing the kingdom of God. Amen. But the Pharisees were blind leaders. And those that followed them were blind. And all of them were going to fall in the ditch. Jesus went on to say in another place, John 9.39, He said, For judgment I have come into this world that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said unto them, If you were blind, you, had, you would have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sin remains. So he's not talking about physical blindness physical sight he's saying these he's he, he's going on to say what we just read in matthew these pharisees they thought they saw they thought they were found amen and jesus told them amen in john chapter 5 search the scriptures in them you think you have eternal life but they are they which testify of me you know what that means it's not just knowing the bible that's going to save you it's knowing that the whole bible points to jesus christ who is the way the truth and the life and no man can come to the father but through him Woo! hallelujah Oh, praise God. They, they, he said, he said, because he said, I came in this world not for judgment, but I came that those who do not see, I want them to see. And, and for those that, that think they see, I want them to make them blind so they don't see anymore, so they'll see a different way. Amen. You know, some people that are lost, you got to uh, unsave them in their own way of thinking before you can save them. Amen. You got to kind of take them back. You got to add to. You got to show them some other things. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Because they have learned a different way and it's caused them to believe something that's not true. Jesus said in Matthew 13, 15, for this people's heart is waxed gross. In other words, grown cold. That's what waxed gross means. 
and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and should understand with their heart, and you should be converted, and I should heal them. Amen. God help us. You know, when you pray for the coin, and you pray for the, the, the you pray for the prodigal, amen, pray that they see, pray that they understand, pray that God will show them their circumstance and that they will realize, I need Jesus, I need Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You see, it's grown dull. Ears dull of hearing. Eyes are closed. Amen. But if they see, if they start hearing, and they start letting their heart understand, I'll convert them and I'll heal them. Praise God. Amen. Paul's told the Corinthian church, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, but if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world, talking about Satan, hath blinded their minds. Amen. Of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Amen. So there's all kinds of reason for spiritual blindness. And of course, the enemy of our souls, he's all about it. Praise God. But that's what we come in. Amen. We are God's army. We are God's family. We are God's people. And we can make a difference. We they don't have to take it sitting down. We don't have to say, well, there's nothing we can do. We don't have to throw our hands up and say, oh, well, oh, no. We've got prayer and we've got fasting and we've got faith and we got the word and we got prayer and we got the name and we got the blood and we're going to use our whole arsenal so that we can pray that see people see and to realize that they need salvation praise the Lord people go to the doctor because they feel sick and want to recover well, some people do. Amen. I hate going. You can ask my wife. She's literally got to twist my arm. I go, I don't know. I don't want to go. This last time when I, had, when I was sick just a couple weeks ago, I did not want to go. But I even said, well, I guess I better go to urgent care. I don't want to go. Because they're going to stick things up your nose and do stuff. And I don't like it. I don't like sitting on the, you know, looks like a butcher table with paper on the thing you're sitting there freezing to death in this room and it's like does anybody see me in here amen but some people don't even go when they're sick that's me others think they're just fine and they don't need a doctor i'm fine you know i can self-medicate google.com takes care of all my problems amen i can look it up oh you know you could be google's just enough to be dangerous you know, I'm going to get my little honorary medical degree and treat myself. Amen. And then buy all this stuff over the counter or whatever online. Amen. But some people, they feel just fine. They don't need a doctor. They can take care of themselves. And Jesus he alluded to this in Mark chapter 2, verse 15. He said, now it happened as he was dining in Levi's house that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus 
and his disciples, for there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? You see, these people had a problem. These blind leaders of the blind, they were holier than thou and self-righteous, and they didn't even rub shoulders. How in the world is a tax collector, amen, or a, or a sinner or somebody that's down and out, how are they going to see the light unless somebody that's religious or somebody that knows God will reach down their hand and try to pull them up and show them something? But these people... They're the, they're the kind that on the, on the Good Samaritan story that walked on the other side when the guy was dying in the ditch. That's the kind of people these guys are. Amen. We don't even eat with those kind of people. How could your master do that? That's disqualifying him in our eyes. And then when Jesus heard it, he took care. He answered for the disciples. Verse 17. He said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician but those who are sick. I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Well, I thought all people had to be saved. I thought all people had to be saved. Well, how come he didn't come? He didn't come for the right. No, no, no. We understand what the word righteous there means in the context. I didn't come to, to you guys that think you don't need me and you don't need salvation. I didn't come. That's why I spoke in parables because you guys would scratch your head and this guy's talking about sheep and sowing corn and all this stuff and vineyards and grapes and all that. And we don't know what he's talking about. But all the other people were lapping it up and they understood what he was getting across because they were blind. They didn't want salvation. He goes, I didn't come to you guys. I came for sinners to get repentance. Amen. Those are the ones that are sick. You guys think you're healthy? You guys think you're spiritually okay? You go ahead. You don't need me. Amen. But I'm the great physician for somebody, and somebody's going to want it. And that's why, amen, the common people heard him gladly, and the poor received the gospel preached to them, and even the babes understood what he was talking about in the parables. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now I see. So what we need to realize is every person that does not have Jesus in their heart and their life is lost, whether they realize it or not, whether they know it or not. Amen. Romans 3.23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. I came short. You came short. Everybody out there came short. And that's why he came to die for us. Amen. So that we could get a hold of this. Praise God. And get our right life right with him. Amen. Because I don't want to come short of the glory of God anymore. I want to be in his good graces and in his perfect will. Amen. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. That's one paycheck I don't want. You can keep it. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jess also alluded to this passage, but 
Uh, I want to get into it a little bit more. Revelation 3, verse 15, he said he's talking to seven churches of Asia, and he gets to the seventh church, amen, which was Laodicea. And he said, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. Hot would be seen and found and saved. Cold would be, amen, like the lost sheep. He's out, he's away, but he knows he's lost, he's cold, he has a chance. If somebody comes and talks to him, he, he's cold, he's not lukewarm, he doesn't think he's okay, he's not a coin lost in the house, he might just do something about it if somebody tells him and shows him love. I wish you were cold or hot. So then because you are lukewarm, neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. It's like a faucet. Amen. It's not on and it's not off. It's got a leaky washer. Just drip, 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 drip. Lukewarm water. Amen. We need to be on. On. Praise God. Verse 17, he said, because you say, and this is what the Laodiceans say, I, they say, they said this, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and I have need of nothing. And you do not know that you are wretched, you're miserable, you're poor, you're blind, and you're naked. We're doing okay. We're like the coin in the house. We're fine. We're lukewarm. Amen. We just got a little bit of warmth. That's good enough for us. Amen. We don't want this full-bore Christianity that God, the Bible talks us about and gives us the Holy Ghost and fire and the power of God and miracle signs and wonders. Amen. And great things to happen. Praise God. They said, no, no. We're rich and we're wealthy. We don't need anything. But you don't know. You don't know. But he says this. Verse 18, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire that you may be rich and white garments that you may be clothed that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. <laughs> Praise God. That's our prayer for everybody that says they're okay. Let's pray that they will see. Verse 19, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Amen. Praise God. Have you ever, have you ever been spanked? I don't know if they spank anymore. Is that even allowed in these days? But, you know, when I was growing up, I got spanked. I got the belt. When it was coming out those loops. Amen. And it wasn't in private. It could be, it was on the freeway one time. Amen. Because we're on a trip and we're in the old station wagon. Just talked about that. That uh, I got, took my driver's permit in. It was my parents' car. Amen. And it was the first car I ever, I ever drove, this big old station wagon. And we're on a big trip. And I'm cutting up and being a jerk like I typically was when I was a kid. Amen. And my dad had about enough. And he was a sergeant in the Marine Corps. And he would they have enough, they have enough. And he pulled me over right in the emergency lane. And I got whipped on some interstate. Praise God. Amen. But you know what? He did it because he loved me. Amen. I look back and I only have fond memories now about that because I see it through a different lens now. And God, any good parent is going to correct their kids. Any parent that says, oh, I'm going to be your friend, you be your, their friend when they're older. You be there for your friend when they're in their 20s and 30s. Then you can be their friend. Amen. But when their kid's under your roof, you got to be the boss. you got to be the mom. you got to be the dad. you got to love them. you got to set boundaries. 
And God is the same way. As many as I love, I correct and I chasten. Amen. Oh, praise God. And then verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. And there it is, folks. Amen. You never see Jesus with a battering ram like a SWAT team trying to bust into a drug house. You don't see Jesus doing that because that's the way the devil operates. The devil tries to kick your door in. He'll huff and puff and blow your house down like a wolf in sheep's clothing. But Jesus is a perfect gentleman. The Holy Ghost loves you. He wants you to come. Amen. Of a free will. He wants you to see it on your own. He wants you to open the door when you hear the tender voice of the risen Savior. I want to come in and I want to eat with you and fellowship with you. Have communion with you. Jesus is still seeking and saving those who are lost. He, he works through His people. That's the number one method. Oh yeah, He can do things sovereignly. He can direct, go directly to somebody. He does it all the time. But He's got a church that He wants people to be planted in. Amen. And, and He's got a worldwide church. An organism, not an organization. It's made up of a lot of organizations. Yeah, it's made up of a lot of people and groups and different things over the world. But He's got a place that teaches the Word of God that He wants to plant people in. Amen. So when they see that they're, they're lost and they see their need of God, that they can be found and saved and go to a place where they can be fed and be nourished and grow. 2 Corinthians, He does that through us, His people. 2 Corinthians 5.18 Now all things are of God who has reconciled us to Himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Now we're going to do that. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself not imputing their trespasses to them. In other words, he's forgiven them when they asked him to and has committed to us, the church, the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading through us, we implore you, talking about whoever you're talking to, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Turn your life around. Amen. Make a move toward God. And God will receive you. If we will make reaching lost people for Jesus a high priority in our lives, then He will take care of our needs and bless us abundantly. For the number one priority of Jesus was to seek and to save that which was lost. God was in Christ, reconciling the world to Himself, and now we have that. Amen. And praise God. So when Matthew says in chapter 5, Amen, that... Uh, to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Let's not get the heart, the cart before the horse. Let's get on the mission, the number one mission of Jesus, which is to win souls, and then He will take care of our needs when we put His priority as our priority. John four thirty five. Do not, do you not say there are still four months, and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you. Lift up your eyes and look at the fields for they are already white for harvest. 
Amen. Don't say, hey, no, we got four more months. We can just kick back. We can just hang out. No, no. Amen. The fields are ripe already. Amen. Every day, 365 days a year, there's a ripe field somewhere. There's an apple ready to be picked. There's an ear of corn ready to be picked. There's some lost sheep out there. There's some lost coin. There's some prodigal son. Every day of the year, don't say we got time. Let's do it now. Let's ask God. Help Lord, help us, every one of us, to win one. And my final scripture, Matthew 9, 37. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Oh, praise God. The fields are ripe. God needs laborers. That's what we are. Once we're saved and we get a little bit of this under our belt, so to speak, and begin to walk with God and grow and amen. And God wants to use us. Amen. We don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be some minister quality person as far as knowledge or whatever to be ready to witness and to share something to, and to win somebody to God. You can do it right now. I, I don't care if someone just got baptized yesterday. They can go out and win somebody. Amen. If you think you can do it, you can do it. Let's all stand. God's calling every one of His people to win souls for Him. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. We are ambassadors of heaven on this earth. And he and she that winneth souls is wise. He and she that winneth souls is wise. Amen. And I'll tell you something right now. Winning souls is not all about just talking Bible with somebody. There's so much more that goes into it. Amen. Your life preaches. People observe your life before they ever hear your words. Amen. Your life preaches. Your life teaches. Praise God. And you know what else? That comes even before someone realizes or someone will even open up to you. It's love. Let the love of God. Jesus didn't come to condemn. He came. He didn't come for judgment. He came to save. He came to redeem. He came to reclaim. Amen. And that's the spirit of His church and us, Lord. We aren't out there condemning. We aren't out there judging. Amen. We're out there just someone that's saved by grace. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Amen. I, I, I just was washed in the blood. I, I was in the miry clay. And He plucked me out and put me on the rock to say, Amen, I was in darkness and now I'm in His marvelous light. Amen. So i got to get out there and tell someone else about it. Everyone win one. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lost and found. Amen. I want to be found and stay found in the eyes of God. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He is good. Hallelujah. Praise yes, God. You, um, when Pastor was talking about the lost coin, it kind of reminded me of a time, if I remember correctly, um, in the Word where Jesus was healing a man, and he touched the man, and the, and then the man, when he was you know, opening his eyes, he saw like people as, as trees, if I remember correctly. And it wasn't that Jesus couldn't heal him like, you know, the first time, 
But when you really think, and then he touched them again, and he could see clearly. But when you just look back at that, I think it was something for us as well, of course, as it's the word of God, to see that as we grow closer to God, you know, he opens our eyes and we start to see. We're completely blind. We don't see anything. And as we start to grow spiritually, we get to see better and better. That's true. And better. Yes. Amen. That's so true. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because our physical vision, I mean, over time, as we age, it's going to get worse. You know, it's just, you know, the nature of, <laughs> unfortunately, but our spiritual vision should be getting better. Yes. Thank we should you, be maturing Jesus. in the Lord. Amen. Praise God. And that's just exciting. Amen. And it's just, we need to make sure that, amen, God is just helping us in all, our, all the areas of our lives. Amen. And we can... So we don't have any blind spots, right? Yes. In our walk with God. Yes. Right? So that we can see through his word. God, I need to work in this area. Amen. Yes. You show me. Yes. And I thank you, Lord, for saving yes. me. But yes. But I need to grow in this area. Yes. Thank Amen. you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. That's that's the beautiful part of God. It's not just a one-time thing, a one-time salvation, a one-time, oh, you're done. It's about this is the beginning, and now it's continuing to walk yes let's run this race for god amen. yes amen hallelujah amen god is good let thank us pray amen hallelujah heavenly father we thank you lord jesus we thank you for your word god hallelujah that you show us lord thank you lord for putting that in our heart to know that we were lost god hallelujah because you draw us lord jesus you loved us first, God, before we even knew you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I ask you, Lord, to, to guide us closer to you, to lead us, Lord, through your scriptures, Lord, and things that we do not know, God, that we need to work on, that we need to move forward in, God. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, you are the great physician. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for your presence. Hallelujah, Lord. We praise you. I ask you to bless my brothers and sisters, God, as we walk, Lord, with you, Jesus, moving forward. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, amen. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.